0: Hey, this is Bez Stone, and this is Freya Dietrich, and welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast.
1: Hello. We've missed you. Welcome back. Yay. It's <laughs> only been about 20 minutes. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it's been a whole that. week. It's been a whole week. Freya's yeah.
0: going out of town, and so we're recording this podcast. We're, we're doing a double. A double we today. Are. Which I really love because, like, normally what ends up happening is we, Frey comes to my house, we talk about our relationships, and then start sort of riffing off each other, and then I'm usually like, "We need to get the <laughs> to go shoot, and start recording no. <laughs> this. This is the whole thing. This is what we do." Yeah. Then we stop the podcast after you know forty five minutes to an hour, and then we keep talking. Right. So this way, <laughs> and then just we have gonna... all these other ideas. And we're like, "Oh, we need to talk about that."
1: <laughs> so yeah, this way we get to just keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So we probably,
0: works. I wonder how many we could do in a row. That could be a lot.
1: <laughs> I probably as would. As long as we kept getting more tea. <laughs> right. It's yeah. A, a social lubrication. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, today, we are going to talk about um, relationship agreements and labels. Yeah. Mm. And whether we want them or not, and whether... Yeah.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. That's the whole... I mean, that is the beginning of the conversation. Do we even want labels or agreements? Totally. In, and when. And when. Yeah. Mm. In the infinite, we there isn't the need, there isn't the pull to define things Mm -hmm. as quickly or Mm -hmm. as rigidly as we're used Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. I think that
0: that might be, you know, of, of the many like massive distinctions that I would say between sort of traditional relating and infinite relating is the, is the idea of labels. Um, in traditional relationships, I feel like labeling the relationship sort of as soon as possible, is actually yeah. the goal. Like, what is this? Like, are you marriage material? Like, are we dating? Do I you think... care
1: about me enough? Totally. Are you going to give me the
0: label? Like, yeah. are you even serious about us? Right, totally.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, because I have admittedly, like, one of the worst memories of people that I know. But <laughs> my daughter is in high school, and she's there's a whole system of labels that they use that I don't remember because they're all very subtly different. You have like not talk They're about talking. This. They're hanging out. They're, oh, there's another one. They're, oh, what is it? Oh, I'm not gonna remember. I need to ask her. But there's <laughs> four designations that, that sound very similar. I love them. Um, there's like hanging out, there's going out, there's, you know, there's different gradations. Wow. And if I say, like, oh, is she hanging out with, you know, is your friend? xyz hanging out with guy abc she's like no mom they're not hanging out they're just talking oh my
1: god (laughs) and i'm like
0: okay so talking comes first i love that they have this nuance Mm -hmm. already yeah and then there's like oh then there might be like they're seeing each other and then their boyfriend girlfriend Wow. so there's like a whole gradation and they they really matter to her and to her they mean something very different because hanging out means something more than talking and talking means like pre-hanging
1: out and right so Anyway, I think it's really it's fun. It's cute. It's um, really I I like that there's nuance in it mm-hmm. and that it's not all like binary black and white like totally. oh yeah, girlfriend boyfriend or nothing. And I think it's fun just to have a common language if we're not taking it too seriously. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, yeah, and I think for us, you know, that that kind of there is a progression in the high school world <laughs> and everyone goes down the same progression. And that oh, I think is similar in the,
1: the relationship escalator. Yeah.
0: The relationship escalator. And I think, again, this idea that in traditional relationship, it's like, I should define the relationship as soon as possible so that I know if this is a match, if I'm wasting my time, if this is going anywhere, you know, all these things yeah. that we talk about over and over again as being not infinite relating. And I think those labels are there historically in traditional relating to keep us safe. Because it's like, well, if I know what we are, if I know, if we agree on what we are to each other. Right. Then I can relax and I can know what's going on. And
1: I want to acknowledge, I think for me, and I imagine other people relate to this, it was not just my own safety, but how I'm perceived in the world. Because Mm -hmm. then that I feel safe. If other people see me as as a couple right and that's where my safety lies yeah it was there was so much outside metrics of what a successful relationship was totally yeah yeah
0: and I feel like girlfriends can be kind of rabid or friends mm. in this way where it's like is he committing to you <laughs> yes. like ditch him you know like yes. all this stuff that's like you know well it's been three months or it's been three weeks or three years or ever you know everyone has their own kind of time scale for this <laughs> Like, he still doesn't want to move in with you, or he still doesn't want to, you know, propose to you, or, like, get out, you know, like, he's obviously not committed,
1: like, oh ditch him, God, you know, that's, we like, such totally a, totally that such a
0: common, um, you know, move on, like, find someone ready, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the, one of the things that's been, so that was, for me, relatively easy to land on, like, when we first started Infinite Relating, I was like, oh, the label's. The labels like are different and yeah. they got at first i might have thought like oh labels got to go um you know there's no point in labels like they're confining like we want to get off the relationship escalator and what i've come to realize because i have gone through some cycles with max and i actually feel like we're on the precipice of another one surprise honey <laughs> <laughs> listen to have not talked about this yet? <laughs> Um, I love this. probably will by the time this is this was published but <laughs> um but yeah what i learned and i think it was about uh i don't know it might have been six weeks to two months into our relationship it finally became time to talk about labels mm. and until that point i remember feeling like the knee-jerk reaction of like okay what are we are we dating or it's like are you my boyfriend or my i don't want to be like, in a relationship so I yeah can't i don't do want to be in a relationship so yeah um <laughs> There was kind of this, yeah, this, this imp, it comp, compulsion, I think would be the word, more than anything else. This knee-jerk, like, compulsion to be like, well, I'm connecting with someone. I have to know what we are. I have to be able to tell my friends, like, what the fuck are we doing, you right. know? And, and I really resisted that because I realized that it wasn't authentic for me. I didn't actually need to know. Kind of like you're saying, like, the conditioning might want to know and my friends might want to know.
1: and And that uh, part of me that wants to look cool or mm-hmm. accomplished <laughs> like my friend, right. successful to my friend yeah. wants to know wants to know but I don't actually care I don't actually need
0: to know I'm feeling very secure in my connection as it is I'm actually really enjoying the lack of a label because we're in an exploration process and it feels good and then yeah. I remember when it didn't anymore and I was like oh I'm ready to define the relationship you know I'm actually mm. ready now to ch- have a check-in and shine the light and be like okay you know and it's not about it's been two months, it's been two years, it's been two days, like, whatever someone's timeline is, it's right. not about time. Instead, it was really an internal feeling of, I'd like to know if if we're on the same page about what we're doing
1: right now. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. not, like, where we're going. It's, like, what are we doing right now? I like that distinction, mm-hmm. yeah, about what this presence is. And for me, I've noticed I, I yeah, I like labels because it just makes me feel like, oh, we're both choosing in this moment to do this together. Mm-hmm. And there's just kind of some acknowledgement of our intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that you 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 have a little bit of, like, special care in your yeah. time and presence with me than maybe other people that kind of float in and out of your life. And so was that, like, pretty early on in your relationship with Lee that you
0: started, that you wanted a label, or has that label no, shifted? No, I will say
1: with Lee it was different. I'm I'm thinking back to, like, more... When I was solo poly, like navigating labels in that arena, because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm poly. How is this? How how is it differentiating from somebody I have like a one time interaction mm-hmm. with versus somebody I have an ongoing like a lover, yeah. yeah lover. And that was even defined, like choosing the word lover. I was like, oh, okay, I'm like, is this okay? And so having using the term lover or the, that label felt really good to me it felt like, oh, we're acknowledging that, like, yeah, we're into each other, Mm -hmm. we're, we have a desire to continue to see each other, um, and there's a lot of spaciousness in that word, too, so it felt like a really good fit, where I remember even with James, who, uh, he's been my lover for over, like, the the longest, like, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. but he didn't even want to use that term in the beginning, Mm. because he was coming out of a more monogamish container and wanted spaciousness, and so, when we first started seeing each other, there was no label. And then when he finally, a couple months in, he started calling me a lover in community. And I was like, oh, that that feels really good. It felt, it was just like that little sweet, like, okay, like you, you're. there's a part of you that's softening into, like, this is yeah. something. It doesn't mean it's ex- to the exclusion of anything else. Right. But it just felt good to acknowledge that, that little sweetness. And so, circle around, well, and then I remember going through a phase where, I was making out with everybody, (laughs) (laughs) making out and maybe dry humping all their friends, (laughs) (laughs) just maybe, possibly, Uh, and having interactions. And so I was like, okay, so how do I define who's a lover and who's a friend, Mm -hmm. and who's like a friend that I make out with, and maybe you know. Maybe, our lives yeah. are so good. I know. I our like, is, these are really good <laughs> problems to have. Really good. So I was like, <laughs> I have friends that I don't make out with and that will never be an option. <laughs> they, they, I can just see, kind of like picture the look in their eye. Like, what are you trying to do, Freya? No. Right. There are friends that I definitely will never make out with. And then I have friends that, you know, are make out friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I have to have another? I could just call everybody lovers. But. Right. Yeah, but that was more like a, just a fun exploration, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to make out with me if we're friends. Just put that <laughs> out <on> there, but <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> and, and so then I moved, and then and then enter Lee, who he was my best friend mm. that I was in love Aww. with. Like, this is the story. And I remember even at some point having a conversation with him because I had, I don't know, three or four other lovers at the time, and we are talking about, is he a metamorph? And so when he approached someone else about being their metamor, which is a lover's lover. Right, in a poly, in, in polyamory. A, in polyamory. Yeah. Um, and that felt really good. I was like, wow, well, we're not, you know, he and I weren't sexual, but we definitely loved each other. And it felt really good for him to even, like, kind of claim that. So, I'm mm. like, so in my mind, I was calling him my special... No, was I calling him my special person? I didn't Mm. say it out loud, but I told him one. I'm like, yeah, you're my special person. Like, you, there's a special connection here. Yeah. So then it evolved. Um, And then when we started to have a sexual connection, I thought, okay, like, wonderful. He is going to actually be one of my lovers. And then a few weeks into it, when we were really connecting, we kind of looked at each other and I'm like, I think this is turning into a Mm. partnership. Mm -hmm. You know, we were spending a lot of time together, we were going deep. And it wasn't. There was not a conversation of like, "What is this?" It wasn't a conversation of like, "Where is this going?" It was the big feeling of like, "We we've slowly been creeping towards a deepening connection, um, ch- shifting the trajectory of the way we're connecting." <clears throat> and yeah, and it was just kind of like, "Oh, this this happened. Yeah, now here we are." And I think this is, and we kind of like, I like, I'm like, I think this, I think we're partners. And he he's like, "Yeah, that feels good." Yeah, and so. It just, I think, what I loved about it, especially looking at the evolution, is I. Neither of us were trying to figure out what it was. Neither of us were trying to put a label on it because there was so much space spaciousness about how we were evolving and connecting. And I like that not rushing to define anything allowed it to be what it was like naturally meant to be. Right. And I'm so incredibly grateful for the trajectory of our connection because I, I know. If, if I, if he was my, you know, if, if, if as soon as I was interested in him, if he got to be my boyfriend, yeah it would have changed how I related to him right very early. I wouldn't have been able to disarm as much as I have, yeah. but because he was like the safe friend that kind of had limits, I was like, I get to let him see messier parts of me. And so it was just this real, and so I love, this is like why, why I came up with infinite relating or I came up, right. I needed to come up with infinite relating is because it really allowed this connection to to absolutely grow into what it was meant to be yeah. and if at any point he had allowed me to manage it or drive it the way i wanted to like the what i was trying to create was so much smaller mm, i really was just that. hoping he would be one of my my solo poly lovers mm-hmm. and because because i didn't get to control it and instead it, it it naturally unfolded into this incredibly deep partnership yeah. with, that is so much more expansive. And, <sighs> oh, <yay. laughs> so yeah, it's, it's so much more than I could have designed. And so yeah. I'm really, that's that to me is the power of infinite relating is just getting out of the way of what is is rising between two yeah. of us. Totally. A really long version of my answer. To I love it. Partners. <laughs> Dude, that's why we're here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, yeah, I really
0: like this idea of not rushing to define the relationship in a way that feels based on external forces or the relationship escalator or any of that. And I also am a really a big fan also, just like in all things infinite relating, of also not waiting on it you know like if it's, right. if it's time it's time right like yeah when i'm ready to know hey i want to check in about what we're up to here and i want to talk about you know what we are for each other or yeah. i think i'm ready to know what to call you to my yeah. parents or to my friends um when that time comes too then forestalling that can also be another form of control
1: right yeah like watching that resistance and mm-hmm. i think we talked about this a lot early in both of our partnerships is like uh we we're we don't want to make it bigger than it is. We don't want to drive it into that, but we also don't want to make it smaller because we're resisting. And and I know I even, um, I think I've had resistance to the label of boyfriend, girlfriend for a long time, especially being polyamorous, but it feels really good in my heart when he uses, when he calls me his girlfriend, which is rare, but I'm like, Oh, I actually really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just noticing that again, like not driving it like, Oh, right. That's, yeah. And I think that that is a
0: subtle or maybe just a less talked about form of control. And I think the reason that I would personally forestall my desire, like my, or get, my desire to define the relationship or to create a label or to have know what label he thinks we are or whatever might arise. And the reason I might not bring it up right away and that makes it a control is control plan is that I don't want to seem needy or i don't want to seem like oh i'm 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 pushing for something and you know if i if i'm too needy this is like a classic like heterosexual you know male female thing if i'm too needy like he's going to be repelled by that you know and i think that that's another um thing that i've found is that when i hit it right like yeah it's true when people are like really needy we've talked a little bit about how you know my definition of needy is that you're not actually asking openly for your needs. <laughs> or instead of asking openly for my needs, I, I try to get them sideways, and that's what makes someone feel needy. Like, right. it actually doesn't feel needy for someone to say, um, you know, some simple request, like, right. I need us to talk before you go out on a date with someone else, or I need whatever, I need you to be home at 6 tonight because I have a really special thing planned, and, you know, it really matters to me that you're there on time. Right. Like, right. that doesn't make, that's not needy feeling. No. You know, the neediness is like, well, You're going to be home tonight, or oh, I thought you were
1: going to do this, yeah, exactly. Ugh. It's like, well, are you
0: sure? <laughs> like, because I'm not asking directly for my needs, and so what i my supposition, at least, or what is the word? I don't really like supposition, okay? We'll go with that. I feel like there's another one, but we'll go with supposition <laughs> theory. My theory uh-huh. is that, um, when, when, when we ask for something and it's actually time, like it's actually ripe. Yes. And it doesn't feel like a push and it doesn't feel like, re- and we, and if we, and it doesn't feel like resistance, it just is that sweet spot mm. of like, we're ready now.
1: Yeah. Like
0: we're ready to have this conversation and no one is feeling like that repelled feeling of like, Oh, why are we talking about this already? And no one is like, why well, haven't we talked about this yet? You know, yes. yes. there's just instead that sense of like, um, well, I, I feel ready. And then the other person might not even be ready. And we, you know, I feel like you have, marveled a couple of times at the fact that for max and i we've had different we had different labels for a while um we had different agreements different agreements yeah Yeah. because i remember at one point so we started out as just not wanting a relationship but having (laughs) sex and then we moved into lovers and i remember when that happened where it was like yeah i want to call you my my lover i feel like there was even a more um precise definition like something added into it but i can't remember what it was right now yeah. I don't know. It was something like my lover for now, or there was something about time in there that it wasn't, cause it's been really important for us the whole time to acknowledge that like, um, this can change, you know, this could change at any moment, but like right. for now we're lovers, is, you know, right? and it could escalate, it could deescalate, it could go any direction that it wants to. Um, and then I remember when we started, we started talking about being partners and that was, that was also a designation that, sort of evolved over time and both of us had resistance to it. We would talk about it, but be like, eh, you know, that means something. Yeah. And that's another thing. Yeah. The label means something that I don't want. um, So we aren't quite ready. And then at one point we were, or or I think he became ready more than me. He's, he's going to listen to this and he might, he might have a different, (laughs) I'm (laughs) self-conscious sometimes (laughs) about talking about these things, but I recall laying in my bed and um, he, him saying, i I feel like you're my primary partner. That's what oh, I yes, feel. Oh yes,
1: I remember it. Yeah, and
0: I was like, I'm not ready to talk about primary yet. <laughs> but I feel like you're my partner. But I'm not ready to talk about pr- being you being my primary partner. And he was like, maybe this was actually in his bed. It was in someone's <laughs> bed. And he was like, okay, cool. Like I'm good with that. And I was like, wow. Like
1: yeah. You know, it can
0: be that, that you know as long be. as we're both in agreement with what the other one thinks we are. Like I was fine with him him being ready or having the feeling that I was his primary that's that's an experience mm-hmm. that he has he has more experience with that than I do because I come from more of like a solo poly background in terms of polyamory also having right. had like I had four boyfriends at once one time and I wasn't serious with any of them and you know so great. and that was how that went but I don't have much experience and then I've been very unethically polyamorous too where I like had, it was like a dumpster fire relationship <laughs> where I like basically cheated on my partner with a couple of different people and, and we kind of knew about it and we didn't, it was just a shit show. Yeah. It's, yeah so I've been in a couple been shit show relationships, <laughs> um, but yeah, but the primary partner thing is something still that I'm like, what does that mean? You know? So anyway, so, so that can happen too, where, you know, as long as, as long as it, it was amazing to have that experience of like, this is what feels Right for me and this is what feels right for him and I'm okay with what he wants me to be for
1: him and he's I, okay
0: with what I want him to be
1: for me yeah I love that you were okay you're like I'm not there yet I don't mm-hmm. want to step into primary partnership but if that's what it is to you like you could use that like, yeah I love that that like spaciousness to, yeah. to do that like
0: yeah and to be our own autonomous but, beings and then it did shift where I was now I would I do consider him my primary partner Um but but yeah, there was maybe like I don't know how
1: long it lasted, but there was a time period where I didn't Yeah, and I I don't even use that word. Mm -hmm. Lee and I don't use primary partner, but I mean he's my primary partner. Right. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we might have this conversation (laughs) later. I feel like it's not really charged. I think he's just he's still my special person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we kind of you touched on it a little bit there. We're talking about agreements. Uh, and I think this is really valuable, especially as we move on that spectrum that we've talked about, the monogamy versus polyamory. Mm-hmm. And anywhere on that, if you're even at one end or in the, somewhere in the center, I think it's really important to discuss your relationship agreements. Yeah. And I would say maybe even, even more so for monogamy because there's so many assumptions mm-hmm. and that your assumptions might not be the same. Yeah. Um, and so the thing that I love about that has been really freeing for me in polyamory is that we come together knowing that we probably don't have the same assumptions. We don't have the same history in relationships. So we have to have that conversation early about what are our agreements. Yeah. And, and so I love how that has really like helped me go in eyes wide open. Mm -hmm. Um, now with, and so in monogamy, that wasn't the case for me, but now if I ever were to like, you know, to have like date in monogamy, I would want those conversations early. Like what does monogamy actually mean to you? Um, and so I know you and I, we have, you have, kind of meandered through some, like, really strict agreements on what you might, or really, maybe not strict, defined yeah. agreements, and then some more looser. And so how has yeah. that evolved for you? And
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, we, I think agreements for me are, some, are something that I think I'm supposed to have, but that I've learned that I don't actually like. Right. <laughs> I don't actually like having a lot of agreements. Um, and I can talk about why maybe more in a little bit. But I think it was a similar... Maybe just a few weeks after the kind of discussion of, well, he, he saw me as a primary partner and I was like, mm, I don't know if I, I think I just see you as, a par- as my partner. But the, par- the word primary didn't totally resonate for me yet. Right. Um, and then we did talk about agreements because we both, we both self-identify as being polyamorous. That's something that I felt since I was a kid. I think maybe I've said on here that I told my parents I wanted 10 husbands when I was 8 years old. and They were like, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, could you have one husband. That's, like, ridiculous. You know, like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. But then, of course, I've been monogamous and I've been polyamorous um, in various ways, but have had more monogamous experiences than poly experiences, which is ironic, um, given that I I very much feel like polyamory resonates with me as, like, kind of a sexual orientation even. You know, it's, like, not necessarily something that I... Feel like i can control um or change you know it's just kind of how I'm, I'm wired and he feels the same so we've both been clear um the whole time that you know we're not looking for a monogamous container though we could go in and out of monogamy you know there could be times where we're being sexually exclusive for some reason because that was what felt the most alive And then there could be times where we weren't, you know. Um, But that overall, that was important for us to share with each other. It's like, okay, cool. We're on the same page there. Yeah. And I think it was when it started becoming more, you know, at the beginning we were like, well, we're poly, but like we don't really, we're in like the new relationship energy love bubble and we don't really want to connect with anyone else, you know, so it wasn't much as up. And then at one point it did kind of become something that was starting to be in our consciousness more. And so we talked about various agreements and we made some agreements like okay you can you know we can like hook up with other people sexually but not emotionally. You know like emotional right. intimacy mm-hmm. is is much scarier for me than sexual intimacy just based on how I'm wired. Um and you can have you know anything up to oral sex but oral sex and intercourse are no for now. And you know we we tried all these different things and we even went through a phase where, yeah, he had different agreements than me because I have more of a trigger around emotional connection than he does. I have more triggers around jealousy in, in general than he does. Um, so for, for a week there, he was, we called him a monogamous slut <laughs> because that, the agreement was he could be sexual with people up to this oral sex line, and but not emotionally connected with them. <laughs> And then I could do whatever I wanted <laughs> with consideration of him. But that, with deep consideration of him, and obviously, you know, I'm gonna have my own ethics and my values and my love for him guiding my actions. So it's not like, oh, do whatever you want. It's like there's no restrictions on my behavior. Basically. But that was
1: I remember when you shared with me, you're like, Yep, he's monogamous and I can do whatever I want. It was yeah. kinda how you shared and I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's just brilliant that you can actually have different agreements mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like we don't Yeah we don't have to want the same things and yeah. and I know there are people who have their there are monogamous partners in polyamory yeah I guess you just don't see it as often so I just yeah. love that you like you like nuanced your way to find like oh this is what feels feels you know good for me right now and and yeah and then it's like it doesn't have to be the same no
0: no yeah. and that is true I, I know some couples where one of the partners has multiple other partners and their primary partner is monogamous to that one person yeah, yeah. and like I think that great. as long as everyone's comfortable with what the agreements are yeah so be it that's great exactly and that's the whole point but that only lasted a week because <laughs> I found that actually putting any restrictions on him made me very uncomfortable like I right. felt less secure that week than I had in my entire right. relationship I remember that I was constantly obsessing. just like obsessing yeah I was like what if he's doing something like is he going to break the agreement? Like, what if he ends up fucking someone? Is he going to break the agreement? Yeah, and then what do I do? And, like, is he resenting me? Is he over there at this party? Because he went to a party one night and... Um, I was like, is he there at the party? Like, wishing he could go deep emotionally with someone, but I asked, but he agreed not to. So now he's going to hate me, and then I'm like the <laughs> the wife at home who's like the ball and chain that's oh. like limiting his freedom. And I just like, panicked. Like, I was right. so uncomfortable. I was like I hate these agreements. It's so, so interesting
1: you are like, supposed to be in a cage. Yeah. I know.
0: Like the whole point was like, oh, you can relax inside of the agreements because you know he won't do X, Y, Z. And I was like, get me out of here! Like, I hated them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hated them. So then we dropped. All of them, except which I think I've said on here before, but it's that we have one agreement right now, which is to consider each other deeply that's in beautiful. all of our actions. And that's, that's really the only agreement we have that I can think of that's right now. That's still it.
1: That's the present. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you've gone through that evolution. Of yeah, I just remember it was it was an intense process of like yeah, we want to open things up and this is what, how we're doing it and this will say and then and then realizing like no these that, that we agreed on that we created feel yeah that they, they're actually creating suffering and not aligned and maybe that kind of goes back to the beginning of the podcast when we're talking about
0: labels and like over definition or under definition maybe it's the same with agreements it's like well if there's more agreements than we actually need to operate successfully and to feel yeah. like. That autonomy and intimacy, we're having both, you know, I'm having the freedom to self-express, follow my aliveness, prioritize that, and I'm also feeling deep connection with my partner, my beloved. Like, over, c- overly creating agreements doesn't serve that. The same way under-creating agreements wouldn't serve that either. Right, you know, It's really right. finding, again, it's like finding that sweet spot for us as individuals and as a unit, like, what is our what is what is true for us? Like yeah. again, regardless what is alive of society, in this? Yeah. yeah. Regardless of what I think I should want, or I mean, it, at first it was flabbergasting to me because I was like, we we came to this. We were taking a shower. I seem to remember things based
1: on location. <laughs> like so we like, were naked. We were in bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were. We were in my outdoor shower. We You're just a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the one common ground is that we're naked. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were taking a shower and we were like, I was like, I don't want any of this anymore. Like, I actually feel much worse. I feel much less secure. I feel rigid. I feel tight. I feel like housewifey, like bad things I don't enjoy. <laughs> and I want to get rid of all of them. And we came to like deep consideration of each other because if you peel it away like for us at least deep consideration because we extend so much trust towards each other and we behave in very trustworthy ways historically yes. that's what we've done just naturally of our own accord not out of any force right um then if i deeply consider him i am not going to go you know have unprotected sex with someone random because that would harm my beloved and i i that would be very out of consideration for him Absolutely. but there isn't a rule about that right you know? there's no rule and he has more of a sense or has at least expressed this historically that you know if he was going to start dating someone else he's like i'd want to tell you first i'd want to like make sure you're good about it like i'd want you to know and yeah. that and like that's his value that's not because i've it's not because we've agreed to that that's just his when he imagines considering me deeply this is my understanding of of him that's one of the things that he's talked about historically as being something he would just do naturally, right? Because he loves me, and so I think for us, that's that has felt safer. And I remember that shower moment where I was just like, "Oh my god! Like, how is it possible that I feel safer with fewer agreements? Right? Like, we're taught like the more structure, the more rules, you know, the more definitions. That's what that's what safety is. Is I know because we've agreed, my partner's not going to do anything scary, and they're not going to break. Yeah, because yeah. we yeah. agreed that, and like. Yeah. That it was just really flabbergasting and I remember laughing and just being like, How is this possible But, like I now feel safer, closer to you and more secure in myself, just knowing that we only have one agreement. Right? I know. I love how that breaks <laughs> and it's all a vague of agreement. The assumptions. Right, totally. it is. But yeah. it's also
1: like you're instead of instead of trusting this arbitrary line or this agreement that you chose, you're trusting this human that you love. Yeah. Totally I mean I think that there's like there's just an energy in it of like I I love and trust this autonomous being in my life yeah and that feels really good it does yeah and for me because I can be a highly suspicious
0: self-guarded person like the act of extending trust is so liberating and it is really shifting for me it's something I need to do for my own kind of self-care and relationship is to extend trust towards him rather mm-hmm. than be in like a reactionary protected state where I'm just like waiting for someone to screw me over, yes. which is some place I can hang out. Yes. <laughs> like the act of trust, like, and and it's kind of hard to talk about this for me without it sounding super woo woo, but it is like the act of trust makes someone more trustworthy. Cause I've suddenly given them, um, my heart, you know, I've given them a piece of me. I've given them, I'm showing them respect. Oh and then gosh. it's like, Oh wow. Well, I'm going to show up for this Absolutely. role. Absolutely, They want to
1: honor that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel that with, with Lee. I feel because like because of how slowly we've come together like earning his trust was a really big deal and i value that so highly like i wouldn't want to do anything that would make him feel unsafe and like that could where i could potentially lose that trust yeah like it's such a precious gift to me mm, i love yeah that. so i can see yeah when when you give that to somebody especially when, when people are intentionally in these re- relationships like yeah. they're like no this is it means so it means so much more than rules and obligations ever yeah. did right for me, yeah. Yes. And I did share with a friend, I shared my R
0: one agreement, and he said, oh, I don't think that would work in my partnership. I feel like, um, and for him, he might have thought he deeply considered his partner before taking an action, but she didn't feel considered. That wasn't how she wanted to be considered, yeah, you know? Right. And so I could imagine, again, that like, and I'd love to hear about your relationship agreements yeah, next, because this yeah. is going to be a good example of how every unique configuration of people is going to have a different, yeah, different yeah. agreements that they need.
1: Absolutely. Cause I, I, I highly respect and I love the energy of what you and Max are doing. And when I kind of watch your guys's flow, I'm like, Oh no, that's not, that's not for me no. right, right now, right yeah. now, which is really, and it's, it's been really surprising to me. And I think I've, we've talked about it before on the podcast of how I I just assumed that Lee uh, and I were going to have a very open container because right. that's where I was coming from. We were even yeah we were having so many like discussion groups about polyamory. I would, I was like a, the big voice for yeah. like polyamory can be safe for women too, and then here's totally. how we do it. And so so I thought this was a, so I was like great we're going to be and and what ended up happening is is we we've kind it's evolved into a more closed container mm. and and it's been. It's been a th- it's it's not been a thing that either of us are like I want monogamy or I want exclusivity. It's just been the natural like coming yeah. together and desire. And so right now our shared desire is that we do have sexual exclusivity, and and it was kind of a like a accidental conversation of like we were talking. He was actually going um, on a I don't know if you call it a date. He was going out with another woman like early in the conversation, uh, early in the relationship and. And we were kind of talking about what boundaries felt good. And he was checking in to see how I felt. And, and, I, and I was like, actually, I'm like, I don't want you to have sex with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even me telling him you can't. It was just like, oh, this is this feeling that's arising. Yeah. I don't want you to. And he's like, well, I don't want to. I'm like, great. And so, and I'm like, I don't want to have sex with anyone else. And I was like, great. I don't want you to. So it was kind of like this, like, oh, this is just where we are. Right. So it wasn't like designing it or driving it. It was just like, this is what's, this is what our... This is reality. This is reality. Yeah. This is just where we are. And so so it was really easy for us to just say like, oh, we actually want sexual exclusivity right now. And then from there, we kind of like, we're like, well, what do we want? And I th- we've just, yeah, we have discussed this before. Like we both, I think we call it polysensual is the word I use. Yeah. So yeah we both really... Um, value our sensual connections, even our emotional connections. He and I are both deep emotional beings, and so having deep emotional connections with people of all genders feels like just such an essential part of both of us, and that feels safe and non-threatening, at least at the level that we've been operating at. I could see if something got... um, more intense with either one of us or somebody else that would we would it would need a check in. Yeah. We would just kind of see how that feels. And so right now our agreement is yeah, dancing, sensual, shared sensuality. Um connecting, going, you know, hanging out with other people is fine. Um I'm comfortable. I think we have the like maybe making out second base rule and we've tried it a couple ways. He um, wants me to tell him if there's somebody that I might have a potential that I might mm. kiss or make out with. And and that feels fine. For, that feels really easy for me right now. So that's where we are. And we tried that with, with him, and, and I realized, actually, if he tells me he might make out with somebody, mm. that freaks me out because then I kind of start creating stories right. about it. And I, so my request is, like, don't tell me about yeah. it. Just I want to hear how excited you are after it happens. After, yeah. yeah, like, let me know because that's the energy. I want to feel, like that's where, like, I think my compersion can come in, where I can, like, feel his excitement and his desire. Yeah. Um, But the anticipation, that's where my, like, anxious storyteller jumps in, and I don't really want to give her any power or ammunition. So that's where we're at. And that feels, it feels really good, and it feels really good to know that because of how we've approached this and where we're coming from, that it's open-ended. Like, this is an ongoing conversation. So we're, like, we both acknowledge this is where we are now. And it, and it makes so much sense because we are doing some deep emotional work together. Yeah. I think this is deep emotional work that neither of us have have really done at this level. And so it makes sense that our container is going to be a little bit more closed now. Mm. And and maybe that's where we we'll want to keep it. And maybe it isn't. Yeah. And, and it feels really honoring to me to know that one day either of us could say hey you know i think i want to open up our relationship without the other person freaking the fuck out and being like oh my god this relationship's over they don't love me anymore they don't care about me you know like i think if if you're in a long-term monogamous relationship and someone says hey i i think you know i might be polyamorous and maybe we should see other people that can be disastrous you know Mm -hmm. it it could feel threatened there's so many reasons it could feel threatening so it feels really good to me to know that that even that conversation is an option. Yeah, 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 and that agreements can change. That agreements can change, mm-hmm. and and like I I often speak to, um, I don't I am such a different person than I was two five ten mm. years ago. I have no idea what future Freya is going to want. Yeah, totally. You know? So I don't want to make agreements for future Freya. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And how and so the agreements it sounds like for you guys mm. feel very like how, what do they do for you
1: I think it's it's more than anything it's about the intention of what type of container we both want to be in right now mm. and that's what feels really it feels really um, calming mm. to to know that we are like resonant and on the same page of what this relationship is right now and right yeah. now it is our more closed deep dive and that feels, yeah, and that, just like the energy of it just, feel, it's it's more that we have this shared, the shared resonance that feels really good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think about the rules or what he's going to do or if he's going to break them at all. Like, I don't, there's not, and even when there has been, um, when he has gone out with another woman and, um, was I triggered a couple times maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I think there were a couple moments and it wasn't, and he wasn't doing anything outside of these agreements at all. And, and I was triggered and, and I I knew pretty quickly, I was like, this is not about what he's doing. It's not even about me writing a story about what he's doing. It was like this somehow touched on some previous wound. Mm -hmm. And so it was never like, oh no, stop, you know, don't do this or we need to change. It was, there was nothing in it that was like, we need to change the agreement. It was just like, oh, we're in a deep container. We're going to trigger things are going to come up because yes. it's safe now. Yeah. And so it was just, it was actually a beautiful opportunity. So maybe if we had a tighter container where neither of us were hanging, you know, connecting with other people, I might never have the gift of these triggers come mm-hmm. up. I would never have the gift of this work coming up, but, but because we are a little bit more expansive than traditional monogamy, we do, we do get to experience it. And I'm really yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, and that's something that you that
0: is a value or that you really want. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is we're definitely like I think yeah, healing and growth is really important to both of us. And yeah. I've never I've never allowed I've been so protected and guarded for so long. I didn't even realize it until I was in, in this relationship. And so now that I have this opportunity to do this deeper work mm-hmm. and, and have this stuff come up, it yeah, it's very valuable. Yeah. So it feels yeah. really
0: good. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love this idea that like Agreements, making agreements is really a function of, like, guiding the relationship towards what we want to explore, you know, and yeah. what our values are. I think, like, values is something that I haven't really thought of a lot until Infinite Relating because I tend to, I tend to fall back on values more than anything else and having shared values feels more impactful for me than may, than maybe having a shared agreement like I already said like the agreements can kind of freak me out but right. the value cuz they feel too rigid maybe or yeah yeah I don't know I don't know why exactly I could dig deeper into that but the shared values um then has me think like well you know we we both have a value of honesty
1: Yes. And therefore, when
0: given, you know, the opportunity, we will more often than not be honest because we want to, because we have a value of that, not because we've agreed to. Yeah. Because I think we, someone could make an agreement. And, and I think it's easy also, and maybe this is a reflection of me, that I've made agreements in the past that I didn't actually want to make. Right. You know, and, and then felt resentful about them and felt burdened by them or that I wasn't sure I wanted to make or I felt like I should make because that's what yeah. normal couples do or ever. Right. You know, instead of really getting like, is this in alignment with what I want to create? And I think that for us, something we've talked about too, Max and I, is that um, freedom is one of our huge values, like yes. huge intimacy also, but also freedom for both of us. And I think that's one of the reasons we get along so well is that we both, that's like a core value for both for both of us and um you know I've definitely talked to him about how I would rather I'd like even if we were going to make agreements and I think even when we had this agreement about um you know the oral sex or talking to someone first or whatever for me there's there's always a clause in there that's like if something is going to like light your soul on fire be like the healing thing of you know the thing that like this is just so obviously right for me, and there's no way that I could tell my partner first. or like, and this does break, you know, an agreement that we've thought about. And maybe this is why I didn't like agree- the agreements actually. You know, I'm kind of thinking out loud here, but that that w- that I would rather him do that right than stick to the agreement. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, because that's just that's just our value. Our value is is that autonomy and that freedom, and and following aliveness. And like, yes. if my aliveness is dictating this thing. Being able to follow that is a really big part of what I stand for as an individual and what we stand for as a couple, and maybe that's why the deep consideration thing works for me better than any kind of rigid action lines of like, mm-hmm. yeah, call me first, you know, don't have intercourse, use protection, like, things that we might end up doing anyway. Do you know what I mean? Right, because we right. deeply consider each other, but that aren't rules. Um, is that it leaves for that spaciousness of following my aliveness and him following his aliveness and that being so important to me in yeah. such a way that I can't imagine being in a relationship being happy in a relationship where that wasn't um, front and center, you know,
1: and where that wasn't like allowed. Where Yeah. Yeah, for me. And again this, no, is, and this allowed, is not encouraged. For yeah. Like encouraged. Like I mm-hmm. want to know my partner's cheering me on to be my yeah. like yeah, having my most vibrant life.
0: Yeah. And I know for other people, many other people, like friends of mine and, you know, culturally, obviously, dominant culture, monogamy is the normal thing to do, and like right. the thing that a lot of people want. Um, and so I also feel like there's, you know, if if I think some of some of the agreements that um, a couple were to think of align with a lot of sort of dominant culture ideals, then from an infinite relating perspective, it might be worth looking at why. Why why do you want that? Right. You know? And I think if the if the answer is like, um, well, that's just what people do. Right. <laughs> that's obviously worth looking at. Like, Absolutely. is that what you want? Is that what you want to experience? Is that resonant with you? Is that light you up? Does that feel like it matches your values? Right. What are your values, you know? And then I also think there's a distinction between making an agreement to control someone or control the situation as opposed to making it in order to expand, um, love, consciousness, growth, learning, pleasure, you know, like I want to be, for example, a couple could say I want to be monogamous because like you were saying, I want this, I want the safe container to like really open up to you in a way I've never opened up to anyone to like access deep intimacy to heal some of my trauma to like, and and if I, I know myself well enough that if, if there's other sexual energy coming into our relationship that I'm not going to go where I want to go with you. Absolutely. And yeah. hopefully the two people would agree to that. And then they'd be like, great, let's be monogamous. Cause that's like the hottest thing that we can do right. together. Exactly. But I think that that real, like looking at like, what is the hot? And I don't just mean hot, like whoo, sexy hot, right. but like the most potent alive, Transformative, satisfying thing for yes. your souls that you guys could do together. To me, that's the that's the that's the only kind of agreements I want to make. Yes, yeah. If it doesn't like light me up and be like, yes, like wow, if it doesn't give me that like wow feeling, like that is worth doing, then I don't want to do it. And maybe that's why like don't have oral sex with <laughs> other people. It's like uh, it doesn't light me up at all. It's like, I love oral like, sex. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: why would I say no to that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not. There's nothing really it doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. Like it right. doesn't, if anything, it just, it just feels limiting. Yeah. So. And I
1: think that's like th- the energy of it. Like you're saying, like I, and thank you for the way you describe that because yeah, it is, it's, it's like this, the energy of it that's like, wow, like this feels really expansive. And for Lee and I, it's like the energy of It's like, wow, I get to really dive deep with this person, but it's still this like, Oh, this feels really alive. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the distinction that you even, cause I don't think we have really talked about it, um, about uh, it's not so much the agreements, but those shared values. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, that is a really important because because if you have no agreements and you haven't discussed shared values, then that could be much scarier. Yeah, but you know that you and Max have these shared values that are going to drive that deep consideration. So you totally. you have this uh, like understanding that your deep consideration for each other comes from these same places of value. Yeah, where if you didn't have that deep consideration might mean some different things right. that could be a little bit more challenging. Absolutely. Yeah, so that feels really so yeah. that feels really potent and important to have as part of this discussion. Is And that might be the investigation of, like, mm-hmm. where are shared values and how do the agreements arise out of there? Yep. And understanding, too, that these conversations, like, they're ongoing. That doesn't have to be, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to decide these are our values and these are our agreements. But yeah. it's just kind of like, what is the natural? What is naturally arising as mm-hmm. we as we get closer? Yeah, and I think like you said at the very
0: beginning of this episode too, like just taking some time to take stock of what agreements do you think we have? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah right. Never if you're in a partnership or couplehood and you've never talked about this before, like yeah, what are the assumptions I'm making that you that I think we're we're agreed right. to and like. Is that a shared agreement or not? Is t- that an agreement we want or not? Right. Yeah.
1: Because if we're talking or we're hanging out or right. we're whatever, what I have one that recently said they were exclusive friends with benefits. I love that. Because <laughs> oh again, my God. don't want to be in relationships. We're like we're friends with benefits and we're exclusive. I was like, right. I just love the creativity of yeah. like this is this is what's this what feels good and alive right now and we're not going to yeah. make it any bigger or smaller. Yep. Yeah, get creative.
0: Exclusive friend with them—that's really cute. (laughs) Yeah, because it does. It carries a totally different energy than saying we're exclusive partners. It's like, hey, or this is my boyfriend. Like that has
1: all these stories and obligations and expectations that maybe people aren't ready to dive into. So we're like, we can just like push towards it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would love to hear other people's creativity and what what labels have worked for you. What has felt safe? What hasn't felt safe? What agreements and negotiations? And and I think one of the things I've mentioned before too that is important. For all of this is I know Lee and I have said, like, we know we don't have, like, we're not drawing a line and saying this is the line, and you are definitely not drawing, and acknowledging there's a lot that I don't know how it's going to feel, I don't know how it's going to go, we're probably going to screw up, we're probably going to hurt each other, and we are committed to loving each other and repairing, and we understand, like, that's just, like, life isn't safe, connecting with other people isn't safe, but we have this intention to like love and care for each other. And I trust that when things, when we, you know, hit bumps, we're, we're going to be here together to work through it and like really honor each other's feelings and process and experience in it. Mm.
0: And that feels safe.
1: That's what feels safe to me is I know I'm not having to look out like, Oh crap, is he going to hurt me?
0: Yeah.
1: I, I really trust his, his love and care for me. And I trust that if anything happens where I am hurt, that he he cares enough to to take mm-hmm. the time to repair with me. Yeah. and investigate together. Yeah, and that's really a that repair. Yeah. Is, this, that's I think that is safety. Yeah. Is knowing, yeah, knowing that we I both have a that. desire. Yeah, it feels really good. I just try to kind of like pause in that cuz that's that's newer, I think. Or not newer in this relationship, just newer in my life in general. Yeah, like that having that intention of like yeah that yeah repair is a an important and necessary part of a relationship because mm-hmm. we're not going to get it 100 right right with anybody
0: I, I love what I feel like you're really I hear you over and over take a stand for that position and I really appreciate it because
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah I just
0: it, it's so real and it's so good to come it's helpful for me to like come with that like preloaded into my consciousness <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> instead of thinking oh no because that's more my tendency is like oh, no, we made a mistake, and now, like, it's ruined, like, we fell from grace, you know, whatever, it's It's like, the magic is over, Yeah, yeah, instead of being like, no, this is, and we were talking about that earlier today, like, that's how trust I'm finding is built, is that there's some ruptures, we repair it, and the fact that I know we can hang out in the rupture zone, that's something, that we will address this, that, you know, he is available, that I'm available, that we, that we, track ourselves and you know that we show up for the repair conversations when we're ready
1: yeah is
0: right that's safety yeah it is yeah and that does feel safer for me than any agreement personally but I'm just maybe not a big fan it'll be interesting to see when if when I get into another like different relationship or you know an, a side relationship or however you know where right. that's gonna go like if I'm gonna want if part of this one agreement that Max and I have, it's really ours. It's not just me. It's not like, well, this is how I operate. I want this agreement with every man I'm right. with, every person I'm with. It's like, yeah, I'll be really curious. Like, maybe there's a whole other set of agreements with someone right. else because our combined energy, the us between us, wants some wants some more structure, and Ooh. the us between me and
1: Max, like, just doesn't. I'm excited to see how that evolves. I love that I idea. Too. Like, yeah. that's I think that's another really interesting concept. As as you're, you know. If, as people are evolving into people who are in polyamorous relationships and your polycule is evolving, like your relationships agreements with each partner, Mm -hmm. with each lover can be different. Yeah. Right. How great. How great. (sighs) Infinite. Yes.
0: So like Freya said, we want to hear from you and share with us, like, yeah, what do you do? Like what, what are your relationship definitions? Do you have relationship agreements? What are your values? We're talking about all this stuff on our, facebook group infinite relating podcast come join us over there we would love to hear from you till next time bye thanks for listening to the show hang out with us more at infinite and stay infinite